Hey, it's Tim here. Thanks so much for coming over to check out my new podcast, The Big Mouth. Before we get into today's episode, got a big favor to ask you. It's going to mean the world to me if you leave a star rating, you comment on the episode or share it with your friends. It'll help me out and help get The Big Mouth out there. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Where you can still find the cheapest veggies in town to the time that I got caught stealing plants from Bunnings. Today in the Big Mouth, it's Tim's tight-ass tips to survive inflation. I'll also be answering your questions, including some Big Brother juicy secrets and a kinky request that had me blushing. If you feel like a misfit in a world full of pretenders, then I want to be your friend. Join me each week on the journey of not giving a fuck So stop trying to fit in and stand out. You don't need to be perfect, you just need to get real. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Subscribe now for free to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, so last week I asked you to send me some of your questions for me to discuss in today's episode. Keep that going. I'm loving hearing from you and we can all join the big mouth conversation. It's so cool that some of you are really connecting with my story and that's that's my aim for this podcast, to share my life as authentically as I can. It's going to help us all realise that we're all in the same shit and no need to feel so alone here. But before I get to your questions, I've got to say thank you far out. This podcast has debuted top 10 in Australia and it's climbed its way sitting at number two at the moment. Guys, shucks. Who's sitting at number one? That's what I want to know. I'll tell you who. A crime podcast. What have I got to do to knock that off? Kill someone? (laughs) You want to hear a crime story in this episode? I'll tell you a crime. Yesterday, I saw at my local supermarket, they wanted eight bucks for buck choy. Buck choy. Or is it puck choy? Buck or puck? It's very confusing. And then there's choy sum, Ken Kong. Your baby buck choy too. But I kid you not, it was $7.99 a bunch. What? What is going on with this this inflation? It's just an excuse to make some money around here these days, isn't it? What's better value, you reckon? Is it the small pack of the three fat pack choys? Or do you prefer the single bunch of the long ones? Does size matter when it comes to pak choy? I guess it depends how thick you like your stalks. I love my pak choy. And everything's going up. If it wasn't bad enough that the good old Australian lettuce is now unaffordable, even the Chinese lettuce people... But I know a secret, a place where the veggies are still cheap, a place where you can still get pak choy for $2.99 a bunch. You want to know where it is? Where is this magical place? Your local Asian grocer. Seriously, it's like a Willy Wonka of cheap veggies. I found bunches of Thai basil, even coriander. 
I've seen bunches of coriander for up to six bucks at the moment. And it's a bit of a luxury in these hard times, isn't it? Let's face it, it is just a garnish, but an expensive garnish at the moment. Nope, not at the Asian supermarket, still two bucks a bunch for coriander. And I know, I know there's a large majority of people listening who are the coriander haters in the world. Go away, cancel yourselves. Blasphemy! Coriander is king, people. Did you know that it's actually a thing? You either love it or you can't stomach it. I'm a lover of coriander. For the people that hate it, apparently it tastes like soap to them. You wouldn't want soap as a garnish on your curry, would you? But the interesting thing is, it's not even your fault. You were born this way. You were born hating coriander. It's in your genetics. People who think that coriander tastes like soap have got these receptor genes that tell them it tastes this way. And people who think that it's God's gift to the garnish world, they don't have those genes. For all the coriander haters out there, congratulations, you're a genetic mutation. (laughs) And for all the coriander lovers out there who are in a relationship with a coriander hater, I feel for you. You're spending the rest of your lives in a coriander loveless marriage there. (laughs) Nah, nah, that, that would be a deal breaker for me. Maybe it should be a first date question for all the coriander lovers out there from now on. First find out if coriander tastes like soap or not. I think I just fell into a coriander vortex just there. I'm very passionate about my coriander. How did we even get there? Inflation. That's right. Yes. What is the world coming to? I can joke about it, but it's it's pretty scary and it's a kick in the guts. After the mess of the last two years of COVID, I thought that we were getting ourselves back together, but now we can't even afford coriander. I've only got a mouth of wonder feet, but yeah, I'm really feeling for the families out there with big bills to pay. So whether you have a little or a lot... I think it's important that we all help each other and get through this. So I'm a pretty thrifty guy. Some people call me a tight-ass Tim, but I know my way around a bargain. And I was thinking maybe I can give you some tips on how to be a tight-ass in these trying times of inflation. So we've covered how to find cheap buck choy and coriander, (laughs) but I'm trying to save my pennies not only by spending less, but also trying to cut back on the amount of food that I waste. So, for instance, this morning, I burnt my toast in the toaster. Oh, I hate that. Someone messes around with the settings in between me. You pop it once, and it's not quite cooked. So you go for a second time, and it overcooks it. Anyway, so it came out black, and I thought, oh, I'd usually just chuck it in the bin and get another two slices out of the freezer. But, no, not in inflation. Not in these trying times. I've, I've got to deal with a bit of black edges on my toast. So you know what I did? I just covered it in Vegemite, and I tricked my brain to just think, oh, no, it's just Vegemite. It's just extra crunchy today. <laughs> Waste not, what not? Isn't that what your grandma used to tell you? Is anyone like me spending way too much on food delivery services? I think it's time we get back to home cooking and heating up the leftovers, people. Or in the case of pizza, never reheat. Can we settle that argument once and for all? Seriously, I don't know if it's bad health advice not to reheat food, but when it comes to leftover pizza, cold is always the way. It, it tastes better. The texture, mmm, just like that solid cheese and like the flavours just come out when it's cold. It's so good that if it was an option to buy it cold, I would. There's an idea for your pizza hut, Tim's Cold Pizzas. Somehow I don't think that's going to really take off, but I did hear about an amazing pizza reheat hack this week, which I need to try. Instead of whacking it in the microwave, if you have to reheat it, apparently you get your toaster flip it on its side and slide in the slice. Bam, in three minutes, you've got a little mini grill oven. Sounds genius, hey? But might be a bit risky. Actually, 
I don't want to hear that my advice has caused your house to burn down. <laughs> but who knew toasters could be used to reheat food this way? And before all the members of the air frying cult pipe up, preaching about the wonders of cooking with an air fryer, oh my God. Not all of us want another big, ugly appliance on the bench. Seriously, is it just me? Or is the air frying community worse than the old CrossFit cults? Like, we get it. You've got an air fryer, but you don't have to go on about it. Bang it on. It's, it's just so easy. And did you know you could cook a whole chicken in five minutes? There's no mess. I think these days you're either an air fryer convert or you've got someone in your life that's preaching to you about them. And I don't think I'm ever going to be a born-again member of the air frying church. I'll tell you that. What's wrong with a bit of fat anyway? Like, I get into cooking meat in the oven. It takes a bit longer, but how good is the meat fat? You want to know how my grandma said they survived the Great Depression? Bread and dripping. Dripping, you know, all the liquid and the fat from the meat. They used to dip the breads in it. It's a whole nother meal. So maybe it's time we ditched our air fryers and made meals out of the leftover meat fat, hey? But you know what? It might even be time for us to consider eating less meat. I know I am trying to do a few meals a week where I don't need to kill an animal for it. It's good for your wallet. It's good for your waste and the planet. Although when lettuces are 10 bucks a pop, even vegetarianism ain't going to save us. Sometimes the trick to being a tight ass though is to be a little bit sneaky. And although I'm not endorsing illegal activity here... There are some grey areas, people, where you can save some coin. So this is a little bit naughty. I shouldn't be saying this. Okay, it's, it's very Tim. Who am I kidding? I'm no angel. Yesterday, I tailgated someone out of the shopping centre because I didn't want to pay the parking ticket. Is that illegal? I don't know, but it saved me 20 bucks. I went to Paddy's Markets because, gosh, I'm on the hunt. I'm, I've got my final piece of my Big Brother finale outfit, which is going to be epic. Oh, I don't know, I'm looking for this thing that I can't really find. It's pretty brave if I do pull it off. But anyway, I thought Paddy's Markers would have it, so I went there and I'm running around, didn't find it. And when I got back to the car, I thought, I'm not paying 20 bucks to be empty-handed. So I just, yeah, I did it. I um, tailgated out. It's bad, isn't it? It's not stealing. I don't know. Is there something about these testing times that's bringing out the Robin Hood in me? Stealing from the rich to give to the poor. <laughs> I do have to confess, I I have stolen from Bunnings before. <gasps> but I got caught. It was a plant. It was a Bunnings plant. I'm obsessed. Give me a begonia, devil's ivy, fiddle fig. I'm a happy man. How good is going to Bunnings on the weekend? Or the trick is Thursday night because that's when all the new plants come. Because if you go into Bunnings on a Sunday afternoon thinking that you're going to find the coolest plants they're all gone people you gotta get in there first oh if you like me obsessed like my bedroom's a jungle they make me happy and don't get me started on a variegated plant do you know what variegation is it's not just your average green plant like a plant's a plant to people who don't like plants but a variegated one it's got these like white and yellow bits on the leaves and they are expensive but baby they get my juices flowing someone wet me down with the watering can baby (laughs) don't judge plants can be very sexy if you know what a variegated monstera looks like and the price tag 600 bucks it ain't cheap people but no i didn't steal one of them i actually just tried to swipe a full price elephant ear that was from the collector's range as one of the 20 dollar ones just the run of the mill ones anyway yeah the lady at the counter was like oh that's you swiped that wrong 
Oopsie, sorry. I'm surprised I didn't put my photo up behind the counter and say, watch this guy. Yep, that was bad. But something in my head was like, it's Bunnings. They're a conglomerate. They can afford this. They'll write it off as a loss. Don't try to act like you haven't ever been at Woolies self-serve checkout swiping in the iceberg lettuces, the puck toy. It is stealing, isn't it? It is. It actually is. Mm, okay. But... Like I said, Robin Hood, Robin Hood. Isn't this what got us into this mess in the first place? Inflation was caused by capitalism. Isn't it? The rich have been stealing from us for a long time. Greed. We all want more. We're told we're missing out and we feel like we need to spend more to feel okay. And it does feel nice to buy things, but I just keep needing to buy them to feel nice. Maybe I don't actually need to spend more. Maybe... I have enough plants already. Maybe I don't need coriander on my luxa every time I have a luxa. And you know what? I reckon I'd feel a lot happier if I stopped focusing on what I don't have. Like, do you feel like you're living in survival mode and everything's a struggle? I know myself. Like, I'm happier when I'm content and I'm grateful for what I do have instead of always being reminded of what I don't. There's this great story that I heard once. I love this. I love this. Okay, so there's this rich guy. He's bragging about his life and everything that he owns. He's got all the houses, all the fancy cars, all the heads of iceberg lettuce. He's got a fridge full. He can afford it all. But the poor man, he says to him, you might think you have everything, but I've got something that you'll never be able to have. Something that no amount of money in the world can ever buy you. And the rich man laughs. He goes, don't be stupid. There's nothing that I can't buy if I want to. How can you have something that I don't? And you know what the poor man said back to the rich man? He said, I have enough and I'm happy. You spend your whole life spending, wanting more to keep you happy. But I have something you don't have. I have enough. So if you want tips on how to be a tired ass, I can give you those. But... I've been working out that the way to survive inflation, perhaps the way to be happy is to stop focusing on what I can't buy and start seeing what I already have. Enough. Which brings me back to the start of this conversation. My need to be number one. Maybe number two is enough. Maybe winning one big brother is enough. It's a totally different way of living when instead of living in my lack, I shift my thinking to living, celebrating what I have achieved and appreciating what I have enough. Okay, so I asked you to submit your questions for me to answer in this episode and I love that some of them were not just about Big Brother related stuff. Feel free to keep those questions coming. Love to involve you as much as I can in the Big Mouth conversation. The easiest way, message me on socials at Tim Dorma. So let's get these Big Brother ones out of the way and then we'll get to the interesting juicy ones that caught my eye. And gosh, there's one request that made me blush, to be honest. So stick around for that one. Rebecca Jane on Instagram. She would love to hear about the behind the scenes, what they didn't show on TV. I'm not supposed to talk about this, Rebecca. There is a very funny story that obviously didn't make the television show. And I'll tell you that now. I was always the first to wake up in the Big Brother house. I don't know what it is. I'm always an an early riser, like 6am rocks around and I'm up like a machine. I just wake up out of bed. So this one morning I walk out of the bedroom and walk through to the bathrooms 
and I see an open door, a door that had never been opened before. Now, there's a few doors around the Big Brother house where I guess Big Brother sneaks in in the night and like eats our food from the fridge or or does cleaning and stuff like that. Usually they're locked, like you can't open them. This morning it was wide open and it was like, oh, the outside world. And I knew it was against the rules, like as if I would be allowed to go outside the Big Brother house, but I'd do what I want. <laughs> Curiosity will always get the better of me. And so I tiptoed out this door and guess what? It slammed shut behind me and I was outside locked out of the Big Brother house. And I freaked out. I didn't know what to do. And so I started walking out in this sort of back area. And one of the crew was like eating his breakfast out the back in the kitchen. And I just grabbed my microphone around my neck. And I said, big brother, I've been locked out of the house. I promise I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Can someone please let me back in? (laughs) Kitty on Instagram. She asked, did big brother still feel like you were in big brother? It's changed so much since the old days. Did it feel like you were on a completely different show. Mmm, good one. It's true. The format has really changed. A lot of the shows changed. Fiona from Twitter also asked, what things would you have changed from this format if you could? I think the thing that I noticed most was that the show, when it was being filmed, it's not live. It's no secret. We filmed it all last year. And it felt kind of hollow. It felt a little bit strange that, No one knew we were doing it. Like, we're locked in this house for three months and our friends and family, like, knew we were gone. But for us in there, it just felt weird knowing that, like, the whole country wasn't really watching us yet. I remember the old days of when the the show was filmed in Dreamworld and it was live and feeling like everyone on the outside was coming along this journey with us. Like on eviction nights, we could hear the crowd screaming from the stage at Dreamworld. It was amazing. It put it all in perspective. It was, it was a little bit harder this time around. And I, I find myself going, why am I doing this? It just didn't feel like Big Brother, like no one was watching. The current house is out the back of Olympic Park in the showgrounds there. And I remember one day I heard these kids walking past over the back fence. And um, I, I, I climbed up and I look over and I, I called out to them, Oi, I'm stuck in the Big Brother house. Can you get me some Maccas? Big Brother was not happy. He, yeah, he told me to get back in the house. But the kids, they didn't know. They, were, they could hear someone screaming. Who's that woman wanting me? <laughs> okay, next question. Eric on Facebook, he's commented that the show should include more people who have a disability, like cerebral palsy, etc. He's asked, can I be an influencer and put the idea out there? Eric, that is a great idea. Wouldn't it be great? But we've got to remember Reggie, she's legally blind. And and I guess, yeah, it's fantastic that you haven't heard her complain once. She's given everything a go. And as a disability support care worker myself, I think it's fantastic to see people who have some challenges not be limited to being involved. Yeah, I think it's great to have diversity on TV. I think it was fantastic that both me and Farmer Dave were the two OGs, the two gay guys. I mean, it used to be that there'd be one token gay in the lineup of Big Brother housemates, and here you had two in the, in the first night. And that was really special for me. 
So I actually think that we've come a long way in in terms of diversity on reality TV shows. Do you want to know what one of my favourite shows of all time is? Love on the Spectrum. Now that's reality TV. I love it. Okay, Brianna on Instagram. Who do you want to win? And Auntie Kaz on Insta as well. She said, I love your vibe. I'm 60 years old and you're actually teaching me life lessons. I love that. <laughs> she wants to know who I hope will win apart from Reggie if she doesn't get there oh okay there's so much love for the OGs which is just lovely being one myself but it actually I, I, I'm a little bit sad for the newbies because if if us OGs weren't on the show you would have loved them you would have got behind them and it's just the fact that you already had a connection with us walking in that's cost them a lot of audience members getting behind them for the win. So whoever's there in the finale this week, I think mm, newbie or OG, it depends what you rate as being worthy of winning. And I guess the format now is all about gameplay and strategy. And take a player like Taras, for instance, if he's in the finale, surely you have to reward his gameplay. He outsmarted us all, even myself included. I think all the newbies did such a good job considering what they were up against. Okay, maybe I did help them get there by turning on the OGs. But that's what made it for an interesting series, I think. And so I'm a little bit wary to say that Reggie deserves the win because of who she is outside the game. It's fantastic that that she's come into the game, maybe with a disadvantage, but she's got herself there to the end. But, I mean, just saying she deserves the win because of her challenges or her life story, it'd be like saying, oh, okay, my grandma's in the Olympics versing Ian Thorpe. Give it to my grandma because she's got such a disadvantage. No, no, you give it to the the best competitor of the game. I don't know. It's it's hard, and it goes back to that last question about how the game has changed, how the TV show has changed. It used to be about getting behind your favourites and and how you connected with them. Now it's about a game, and so I think we can't discredit the newbies because they played a really good game. So maybe who I'd vote for and who I want to win is something very different. I'll leave that with you. You can guess what I mean by that. Um, Kimberly on Instagram, she asked, can you do your big brother tips to get in again? Oh, like my audition tips. Yeah, I did one of them years ago. Okay, for some people, having a great social media presence does help, catches their attention. I mean, it is in every industry these days. But at the end of the day, it's just about knowing who you are, knowing what makes you interesting and really making sure that they can see that. So tell them. Don't be afraid like to talk yourself up a little bit, but be yourself. Like don't try and pretend. Anyway, I think that's it for the Big Brother related questions. Now for some other ones. Okay, Kelly on Instagram. Were you bullied when you were growing up and going through high school because of being different? How did you handle bullying? I'm 43 and still getting bullied because I'm different and a weirdo. Oh, congratulations, Kelly, on being a member of the Misfit Gang. I love it. You're still 43. Don't love that you're being bullied. But I guess that is it, isn't it? Is that if you are different, 
people are going to point it out. And it's this weird, stupid human fear thing that when there's a group of people, all the sheep stick together and they're going to point out the person that's not a part of the group as a common threat that they all will feel safe as long as that other person that's not like the group is the one that we're all pointing at because no one wants to be that person. And it's it does hurt. And yes, I did. I got badly bullied in school because I was that blonde, curly-haired, little pretty girl that everyone would stop, stop and say, oh, the mums, oh, I have to pay to perm my hair like that. Oh, I hated it. Oh, Anyway, look at me now. And yeah, I did feel like I didn't fit in. And I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the way, I just decided that I didn't need to fit in that they were all stupid, they were all sheep, and I was going to be a lion, and a lion ain't concerned with the opinions of sheep. And it's kind of fun when you live that way because people can't hurt you. So whether you're 13 or 43, my motto is be proud of who you are. Don't try and fit in, stand out. And the more we all do that, the less the herd of sheep has any power over us. At the end of the day, they're going to be like, fuck, I wish I could do what they're doing. I think that's the other lesson that I've learned in life as well is that people are going to hate that confidence that you have in yourself because they wish they could have it for themselves. Proud weirdo. Yes, I am. Kylie on Facebook. She says, I'm wondering if you know much about the neurodivergent community. Your truth is refreshing and a lot of neurodivergent people love how you express your authentic self. Oh, I love this question. This is something to unpack in another episode. Um, Neurodivergent community. So for those who've never heard of that term, it's kind of like saying that people either have a typical brain, typical, or atypical, which are those that fall on the autistic spectrum. I love that we're not typical. Like typical just sounds boring. Typical. Yep. I have heard of the neurodivergent community. It sounds like a bunch of super powered mutants, doesn't it? I love it. I actually right now am being assessed for where I do fall on the autistic spectrum. It's quite interesting. It's unconfirmed, but I've been chatting to psychologists at an amazing place called Diverse Minds and done a whole heap of these tests and and my parents and my partner Adam have been interviewed. So in the next week or two, I think I get the results of that. And I guess it's a bit nerve wracking because getting a diagnosis like that can really change your life. But I, I'm seeing it as an exciting thing. I, I want to learn more about myself. And it's a real joy to be able to share my life on a platform like this podcast and inspire others who who might be a part of that community and and don't know really where they fit in. I don't really actually think it is about typical or atypical brains. I think we are actually all so diverse. It's just some of us aren't afraid to show it. Okay, next question. Belinda on Instagram. She's always wondered, do I still have my guinea pigs? I remember you had heaps when you were on Big Brother in 2013. I'm guinea pig obsessed and have 21. Jesus, Belinda, 21. What was I saying earlier about enough? (laughs) No, no guinea pigs 
are the exception. I don't think you could ever have enough guinea pigs, especially the long-haired ones. I love them. If anyone hasn't seen my 2013 series, my introduction video was me in my backyard holding up my collection of long-haired guinea pigs. And far out was I a weirdo. Like, seriously, guinea pigs were my life. I loved them. I still do. And the sad thing is, no, I don't have any guinea pigs at the moment. I've got axolotls. I've got green tree frogs. I've got goldfish. That's about it. I'm considering getting a cat, but I've never had a cat before, so I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, I would love to have guinea pigs again one day. I'm on a guinea pig ban. Like, this the same thing as, like, the, the Bunnings plant shopping ban. I've got enough. It's a slippery slope to having 21 guinea pigs. Um, But guinea pigs bring me to my favourite request question that I got this week. And it came from Timmy on Facebook. And Timmy has invited me to celebrity guest judge a guinea pig show in August. Oh my goodness. Timmy, yes, I'm there. <laughs> My 2013-year-old self is just died of God to heaven with this request. <laughs> if anyone ever asks what can go on on reality TV get you, one day you might be judging a guinea pig show. <laughs> but Timmy's request, no, that wasn't the most surprising one of the week. That award goes to, oh, look, I can't say their name. Let's just say Anonymous on Instagram, who asked me this question. Would I sell a pair of my used boxes for 20K? And I said, for a lot less, mate. (laughs) This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode and leave a comment. Give me a star rating. It all helps get The Big Mouth out there. You can follow me on socials at Tim Dormer. And join the Big Mouth conversation. Hashtag the Big Mouth. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.